Ready, Natalie? <laughs> As I'll ever be. All right. Ruin my childhood. Welcome to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better left in the past. I'm Kat. I'm Mike. And today we have a special <laughs> guest host with us, my friend Natalie Raymond. She is a poet, an artist, all-around fun person, and what I like to call a Keanosaur. <laughs> <laughs> she has all of the juice, all the facts on Keanu Reeves, which definitely comes in handy on this episode because what are we covering, Mike? We're covering speed. Yeah. Yeah. Speed. Um, to be honest, I remember nothing about this film except for a bus jumping on a freeway. So this movie is weird for me because this is one that we did own on VHS. And I literally watched this movie every time it came on TV, like TBS, TNT, whatever it came on. And I have it on DVD. I don't know if I've ever actually opened it because every time I think about watching it, I see it uh, um, like in the break room at work or something. So I've never really had to watch it because I keep, you know, catching the end of the movie. But, you know, everybody who listens to the podcast know I'm a huge uh, Keanu Reeves fan. I, too, am a Keanu sore. And uh, <laughs> I remember most of this movie, like, I, I can't tell you plot for, like, beat for beat, like, every single thing. But I can definitely get the highlights. Obviously, the bus jumping, the pop quiz hot shot, the, you know, the villains, Dennis Hopper. We got Jeff Daniels in the movie. Uh, young Sandy Jeff Daniels is in this, this. Jeff Daniels is in this. Yeah, he's uh, Keanu Reeves' partner. Oh, okay. But I, yeah, I mean, I remember like how like all the major deaths happen. I remember like the beginning. Like I remember ninety percent of this movie, and I pro- haven't watched this movie in at least a decade. Damn. If not, yeah, longer. I I think the last time I watched this was on VHS. I, I don't think I've watched it all the way through in probably 15 years, but I've seen pieces here and there, but I'm really excited. What about you, Natalie? I've definitely watched this movie like several times in the last year. In the last oh, year? Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, More than that's one. How I am point Break. <laughs> also Point Break. I have an annual rewatch of Point Break. Seriously? Because it is a perfect movie. <laughs> annual? annual? Annual. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. Listen, I also have an annual rewatch of the complete Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> series. <laughs> I'm busy, okay? I have a lot of stuff to well, watch. Well, and you have like all of Keanu's films on heavy rotation, so you got to make time for each one. Also true. <laughs> um, so I think it's safe to say that you remember this entire film. I remember a lot of it. I, I can't quote this movie, but I've definitely watched it a lot of times. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is like a cool, recently. like a movie you quote. Or really, it's just pop quiz, hot shot, and shoot the hostage. And I think that's it. Shoot the hostage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel kind of bad because I have absolutely nothing to base this on. Like, I have no childhood expectations for this film. That's fine. It's gonna blow your blow your mind. You're gonna be so blown away. <laughs> All right. Should we should we get to some listener questions? So I've got one from Shane Roma that just says, they were in a bus. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> really? Thank you for your invaluable input. They're in a bus. <laughs> um, Joshua Visual says, I remember being terrified of riding in any bus cruising under 50 miles per hour. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> You have to go over 50 miles per hour to activate the bomb. So it's like you should be more worried about going over 50 miles per hour. All right. Who should we insult next? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got Monica Nelson, 1987, that just says, ooh, Keanu. Agree. I mean, valid, I guess. Um, Miss Nab says, (laughs) Speed is one of my guilty pleasure movies. Oh, God, is it a guilty pleasure movie? Is this like point break level? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 roll. no. You are not going to be sitting here insulting Point, Point Break. Point Break is one of my favorite <laughs> movies. I watch it at least two or three times a year. But but it is a guilty pleasure no. movie. No, it it's not a guilty pleasure. It is a perfect movie. Pleasure. I genuinely love it. It it's, is a genuinely perfect movie. It's so over the top, it's, though. No, it's Balls not. to the wall from beginning to end. It's young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> whoa. Yep. <laughs> Were you going to jump or jerk off? <laughs> All right. Um, we should just watch the movie now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Really, really excited. I haven't been this excited for an episode in a long time. Good. the bus for the number one movie in america i should probably tell you that i have my driver's license revoked what for speeding it's an edge of your seat thrill ride ah! come on the theater needs seat belts for speed ah! a summer season masterpiece very exciting jack all the right we are back having it just watched the Keanu Reeves, Speed, Rated R. And, oh my lord, they lifted so much stuff from this film for every other 90s action film. Every other one. I kind of regret my life after watching this movie today. (laughs) Because I do not remember this movie being this awesome. This movie rips from beginning to end. Truth. Preach it. I mean, like it is very entertaining, but then there are some things that you see... Luckily, very few. You're like, oh, I don't remember that looking like that. Like um, the intro text. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So they pretty much put every single actor in this film's name up there at the beginning of the film whilst, you know, not tilting. What do you call that? It was just running down. The it was yeah. basically, and the typeface is like basically word Microsoft art. Microsoft Word art. Yeah. <laughs> right, it is. <laughs> um, but then, like Mike was annoyed because that typeface didn't match the typeface on the DVD or the poster. But Natalie informed us that it it matched it the typeface. Matched the VHS tape cover. <laughs> so I had the VHS at some some reissue shit do you still have the vhs i mean it's at my parents house i didn't take the vhs because i already had this i bought this on dvd well before i even I think natalie out. still has hers uh my mom definitely has my vhs collection which is largely keone reeves movies how is that uh, not in your shrine in the back of your closet i have them on dvd now do you have like a keanu made out of bubble gum like helga from hey arnold <laughs> no <laughs> No, I'm holding out hope that Kenny will appear in my real life and I don't want to freak him out. You need to go to New York. So I can tone it down at home. He's going to help you publish a book. (laughs) He's the only one who would publish my shitty poetry. (laughs) I love your poetry. Um, (laughs) What what is your Instagram handle, by the way? Natalie underscore Raymond. Yeah, she's got some bomb... Bomb poetry makes you feel all depressing the, all the poetry. Things. No, I love By it. By bomb, she means incredibly um, depressing. So, like, the, they've got this this shot that's running down the elevator shaft, and you think, okay, we've seen like ten names at this point. It's got to be getting to the beginning of the film. Like something's gonna happen, but this elevator shaft just keeps going. Yeah, it does. And you're like, okay, this is like a hundred floors. What the hell is going on? Is it a lot supposed of, like, to be a lot the of bank credits tower? to give? I don't know. I don't think they're. I don't think they're actually in the bank tower, so it doesn't make sense. You're Do right. they establish where they actually are? No, they don't. Well, the it's bank, just in some it's skyscraper. It's downtown LA. Yeah. So it could be like the Bank no, of America building. You see the bank tower when they're on the roof of the building, so obviously they're not Got in it. the bank tower. Right. You're right. So the bank tower is the tallest building in downtown LA. So designed by the same architect who designed City Hall. Oh, yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah, both tall and phallic um i sense an obsession so mike do you want to do a summary of the film absolutely so this movie simple plot um the movie starts off with uh keanu reeves playing jack he is a swat police officer dude his partner is harry played by jeff daniels who i have to say they did jeff daniels dirty in this movie He's not anywhere near the top listed, top build in the movie. He's not on the poster. He's not on the DVD like title card. He's not on the back of the DVD. They don't name him anywhere on any of the like collateral for the movie. And Jeff Daniels was he a is, box office draw? He's not necessarily a box office draw, but he's still a bigger name than like honestly, it's Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper than him at the time. He was bigger than Sandra Bullock, so he had had done Arachnophobia. He had done. Um, a movie where he played like Ulysses S. Grant. He he was pretty big in the 90s, so I think they did him dirty. But anyway. <laughs> Back to the summary. <laughs> uh, he So yeah, they, they are called to kind of defuse a bomb on this elevator that Dennis Hopper's character, you know, set off. And 
they end up, you know, saving the day. They thwart Dennis Hopper. He does get away because they think he killed himself. And basically what ends up happening is Dennis Hopper decides that he wants revenge on Keanu Reeves' character, Jack. And he ends up putting a bomb on a bus. And once the bus goes over 50 miles per hour, if it drops below 50 miles per hour, it blows up. And it's all about Jack saving the day and banging Sandra Bullock. Got it. I mean, it sounds like a pretty solid premise for a film. Quality. Um, I do really enjoy some of the ridiculous lingo that they throw in at the beginning of this film. Don't get dead. It's, it's like they... <laughs> yeah, don't get dead. They have all this cop jargon, which is probably actually not cop jargon. It's probably... I don't think they consulted any police in the <laughs> writing of this script. I don't think so either. <laughs> they do a lot of really dumb stuff in getting people out of this elevator situation. Like what? Disobeying orders. Um, they didn't disobey like... orders. They were told to... Yes, take... huh? No, they were not told to pull those people from the elevator. They were told to go check it out and wait. And what the fuck did Jack do? No, he did not do that. <laughs> He's too cool for that. He used some kind of contraption from the roof of the building to hook onto the elevator and piss off uh, Dennis Hopper. It wasn't even rated for the correct weight hey, for that elevator. did it work? And all those bodies. Did it work? I mean, it just did, barely. but that woman almost did it lost work? her ankles. <laughs> it worked. See, okay, Jack's so- a hero. Here's the thing. The only reason he's bringing this up is because, like- the French press said, do not put in the dishwasher. Hey, and he hey. was like, I've run it through the dishwasher 20 times and it didn't break. So then he was like surprised when it broke. But this is that logic, that same logic. It worked before. You know hey, what? Next time works. someone- he saved 13 people and got a medal their of ankles, valor. Michael. 13 people, he French got a medal. the press in the dishwasher. I deserve a he medal. He to shoot his friend. He did have to shoot his friend. So He told him to. That's true. <laughs> You know, I've got a, a citizen commendation award from a police department. For, for what? What did for you For being do? a snitch. <laughs> Our neighbors were armed bank robbers. I should put that plaque up on the wall. I didn't get a medal, though. I feel insulted. You, you had that plaque in our bathroom for like a year. I did. I hung <laughs> it by the toilet. That um, seems like a good place for it. It is. It's the only spot anyone was going to read it. So <laughs> uh, there's some pretty good like one-liners right off the bat in the beginning of this. Oh, I love the one when like the police are all hanging out in the lobby trying to figure out what to do. And they're like, uh, is there any way to keep the elevator from falling? And they're like, yeah, the basement. <laughs> it's not even the line, Mike. That's exactly what it is. Any way we keep the it's elevator like, from falling. It's to, yeah, stop. The basement. it's to stop the elevator from falling. Nope, I yeah, looked it up. I Googled the line. It says any way we can keep the elevator from falling. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, well, then that's grammatically incorrect. I did appreciate. They also that say, they... "Don't get dead." Grammar is not <laughs> an issue in this movie. How did that hole end up in the bottom of the elevator? The because bomb bombs. on the brakes. Oh, got it. So why was that bitch standing over that hole? Because she, she was standing in the elevator, and then a bomb blew up, and then she fell no, through. No, 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 no. The bomb had already gone off because was... when the elevator was falling the mm-hmm. second time, there She's was a right. gaping hole, and then it jerked to a stop. And she fell through. She yeah, fell through. Because he like, because she was standing too close. She was to the standing. Wall. Too, there's she a gaping hole in the, the bottom elevator of the elevator, and, the bomb blew and up. certain death, and a long you know, fall. I have an issue with this elevator hole. bomb scene, and we're spending a lot of time on the beginning, but I'm okay with this. Speaking of holes, um, <laughs> there was like a gratuitous ass shot when they're rescuing everyone from the elevator. They very easily could have cut away, but no, they had to get that shot of that woman's thong. Listen, she had a nice I didn't ass, even so catch that. I missed nice I missed some butt. Seriously? I missed it. There was a there was a, a good looking butt being rescued from Damn. the elevator. I was we, we had snacks from the movie. Virginal I was distracted by the snacks. <laughs> um it takes a full twenty six minutes for this film to actually show us the bus. Well, There's actually at twenty six minutes action. they blow up a different bus. It's not for like 30 minutes that we actually see the real bus. True. True. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah they, what ends up happening is what really gets the story going is they uh, they get a medal for, you know, saving the day. And the next day, Jack is at like a diner and his bus driver, like one of his friends is a bus driver. And he's like, they're kind of like making fun of each other, having a good old time. Boys will be boys. And then uh, <laughs> he just looks back and he's like waving to his friend, getting onto the bus. And then the bus just blows up. 
and he goes running after it and he's just like huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes like this okay. really ridiculous moaning sound he was just talking sounds. to his friend the bus driver he's checking to see if he can pull his flaming body out of it and he realizes <laughs> that he's too toasty <laughs> you would make some sad noises too Listen, probably I- not those <laughs> sounds yeah but not like the little brother and christmas story noises Oh. <laughs> well, and then I really actually liked the next shot. So as that bus blew up and it's like in flames, they uh, there's a payphone across the street that rings and it ends up being Dennis Hopper, the bad guy. And you see the, the payphone and you can see like the reflection of the bus on fire. And I thought it was a really cool shot. And there was this Cinematic really cool. Magic. There was this really cool thing where like. The, the music is starting to build up. And the music of this movie is, like, awesome. It's like... Dun, 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 dun. It's really cool. Um, but right as the music... Like, it has, like, a slower version of, like, the theme. And the music's like... Dun, dun, dun. And then right as he picks up the phone, it's like... Dum! And it was really intense. It is intense. Um, the musical timing throughout the movie is really, really excellent. Who did the score for this? This movie rips. Did, did we look it up? <laughs> We need to figure out who did this. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, It's John Williams. So hang on, shut up. (laughs) So this guy, he had been planning this elevator thing for what? Two years. For two years, right? Yep. So that goes wrong. Mark overnight. You're telling me how how much how how much time has passed since the elevator thing went wrong? At least a couple of weeks. It has to be at least a couple of weeks. Doesn't just turn around and like make this thing happen well yeah i mean however long after he got his medal it was the day after he got his medal because he was like hung over he was going to the coffee shop to get coffee when the police gave me my award (laughs) um, that that was like two months after the thing i think yeah it's usually not fast it's not fast they're cops so you guys want to know what else this guy did the music for what? There's some really so, impressive shit. He did music for Twister, Bad Boys, <gasps> Tarzan, Moana, uh, Red. But did he do the music for Bad Boys 2? August Rush. No. Uh, <laughs> Brother Bear. Brother <laughs> Bear. Speed 2. Well, there you go. The Jetsons movie. I love the Jetsons. Nice. Yeah, this guy's done... Uh, a lot. He's done a lot of a lot of music for movies. I'm frankly upset that you didn't mention that he did the music for Con Air. I oh. haven't seen that. He did it for Training Day. Okay, so this guy's legit. What's his name? His name is Mark Mancina. Oh well, duh. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's rad. <laughs> so um, many. This. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a little cheesy in this movie, but but it's fun. No, it's not. It's not cheesy. <laughs> I think the music the was great. I got pumped watching this movie. The music is really great. I feel like this would be a really good soundtrack to listen to at the gym. Oh, yeah, right? I could see that. Getting on the I treadmill and just Apple Music, right? Running and you're faster. Like, you're running up the stairs to save these bitches in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to Rihanna at the gym, so I think I gotta Maybe. switch it up now. Um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time keeping my train of thought. <laughs> so, this movie is insane. So, like, I uh, there's a lot of things right at the beginning of the movie that you kind of mentioned that like other action movies stole, and Natalie actually pointed mm-hmm. it out first. Like when they're when he's like rigging the elevator to be held up by this like weird crane thing, he's like being suspended and like just goes down the elevator shaft on a wire and it's very it reminded us of mission impossible and then we find out this movie came out a full two years before mission impossible Mm. and then there's a point where he's sitting on the elevator and the bad guy starts the elevator to try to get keanu reeves smushed by the elevator which also happened in mission impossible and then there's later on there's a scene where they end up derailing like a subway which is just like uh one of the uh diehard movies so like a lot of action movies like stole some pretty major scenes from this movie. It's pretty incredible. So I, I guess you could say those iconic films are just derivative of speed. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> Keanu's an icon. Everybody wants yeah. to be Keanu. Who doesn't want to be immortal? Um, so 
so the the movie is like really fast paced from this point on. Once oh, we yeah. once mean, you get to the bus, it is called speed. <laughs> uh, uh, so he basically carjacks this guy um, <laughs> on the freeway, which is interesting. It, but you know, it is odd that they expect a bus to get up to fifty miles per hour in rush hour traffic in LA. That's yeah, my but biggest this is the nineties about this movie. So, okay, Mike had to do some work on his car, and in order to reset the computer to complete the work, he had to get the car up to 60 miles per hour for what, like two miles or something? For several miles. I had to get like something like 10 to 15 miles over 60 miles per hour, and it took me months before I (laughs) was able to do that. I ended up having to go out at like 1 a.m. to be able to have enough like freeway speed to get my it took him like to four months correctly. to accomplish this and it was only 60 miles per hour right. and this is 2019 giant bus. when we like should have slightly better roads um but i don't think we do no, i think definitely everything don't. that has been under construction since this film is still under construction right. in la um yes. so he's carjacked this guy after you know trying to get onto the bus on foot on the freeway when it was going a bit slower he carjacks this guy. Well, before All he the even people does on the that, bus like, are. Before he even does that, he he pulls up to the car in his or the bus in his own car, gets out of his jeep, and starts like banging on the window of the bus because it's like stuck in traffic. And he like cracks the window, which was like not meant to happen, but they ended up keeping that take in. And <laughs> the like the bus driver won't let him on, and Sandra Bullock's like, "Don't let him on! I'm gonna be late for work." And then he carjacks <laughs> that guy, and then while they like. While they're trying to chase the bus, some guy's like, man, he really has a hard-on for this bus. <laughs> That's how you know speed changed the world. Because if that happened now, I think everybody would think there's a bomb on this bus and we can't go slower than 50 miles an hour. It's right. true. It's true. Instantly, we know it. And, you know, I don't even remember anything about this film except for the bus jumping and the speed thing. <laughs> so clearly, we've all been indoctrinated. This um, movie actually saved lives. What? Yeah. No, no, no joke. I'm not kidding. So there was this uh, this kid who ended up saving his entire like classmates because uh, their bus driver had a heart attack and he just jumped into action, jumped on the bus driver's lap and like steered the bus and pulled over. And everyone's like, how did you have like the state of mind to do that? And he's like, I saw it in that bus movie. And he ended up getting like oh an God. award and everything because he like saved a bunch of kids lives by like getting like being quick to action and say you know stopping a bus and it was because yeah of but this was movie. that award presented to him by vacaville pd does he have a plaque michael yes he did get a plaque <laughs> is it but not hanging from in his bathroom <laughs> i think he got it from a more important city and he saved lives <laughs> you're so rude um why didn't keanu get a fucking award for that he should have he's the reason you know how to do it he should have right. Um, I mean, like, I'm sure Keanu has been recognized somewhere a few hundred years ago. He has to lay low <laughs> these days, but he's failing. Um, so he's trying to explain at speed what is going on with hey. the bus to the bus driver. There's no way they would be able to understand each other. Well, that's like, why he starts having the guy right on paper. On an LA freeway. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mess. This, but bit. that's why that's why he has the <laughs> the guy who he carjacked start writing in a notebook bomb on bus, and then like the paper hits the windshield with another very dramatic turn of musical phrase. Right. So he decides that he needs to be on this bus if he's going to do anything. He's already carjacked this poor dude, who, by the way, is black. And as soon as the cop pulls out his badge and his gun, he's like, "Hey." This is my car. I own this car. Right. Like, just making sure he knows. Because <laughs> that's a thing you have to do. Still. Um, yeah. Pretty ridiculous that that has not changed in how many years? Since this came out in 94. 15 years. Or 25 yeah. years. Yeah, that's bad. Holy that's crap. Really this movie's 25 years old. Ugh. And um, Keanu looks exactly the same. So he's got this poor guy carjacked, and he's like, he doesn't even just carjack the guy. Like, he tells him to move over because he doesn't want to get out of the car. So he's taking him on this this ride. He's in the passenger seat with him. He decides he needs to board this bus. Oh. <laughs> he's in a convertible. 
But what does he do? He's like, I gotta take off this door. So he throws open the door. He lets the bus ram it. The bus that has to maintain speed. He lets his bus ram the door, break it off, then run over it. At no point is he like, you know, we might want to make sure these tires make it for a while. No. I will... This is what I will say about that. I agree that that's pretty dumb because they're in a convertible. But also it is clear from the beginning of the movie that Jeff Daniels' character is the brains. Well, Dennis Hopper <laughs> says that throughout the movie. Right. That he's the brains He says the it throughout the movie. And it is super clear by the structure, like how they're set up opposite each other, that Jack well, is the brawn. Can we just defense. agree that everyone would have been better off if Jeff Daniels had been the one on the bus? Like nobody would have gotten shot. Jeff he would have known how to. Con- he would have been a little bit cooler about it. No, and not like at all. he would have had his badge out and I don't in think his hands and just no. slammed it on the door and been like, "Yo, open no, the bus door." A bus driver would have been no, like, "Oh, Katrina, he doesn't hey. have the he doesn't have the badass skills." No, Jack you're hundred percent mistaken because he didn't even want to go <laughs> and take care of that bomb on the elevator. Keanu That's Reeves' right. character had to volunteer him to do it. And then he didn't, yep. he kind of froze. He didn't know what to do. So Keanu Reeves like, was the one who jumped on the elevator, figured out the plan. He froze. In fact, he got an entire group of people killed because he got cocky and think he, he thought he understood the Dennis Hopper's character, went to the guy's house and got an entire SWAT team killed in the explosion because he underestimated him. Jack never underestimated him. He, he understood, he understands people way more. So Jeff Daniels' character understands bombs, but he doesn't understand people. He doesn't understand bravery. So you need to take it back right now. Okay, but he didn't think <laughs> on his feet. So like he thought it, on his feet all kinds. He improvised like it crazy. It goes, it goes wrong. The bus driver gets shot because some jerk, obviously. But that wasn't was his fault. That was one of the citizens. Crimes. He he didn't defuse that situation fast. He enough. had it defused. You are so the crazy. bus driver gets shot. They're trying to negotiate with the the terrorist bomber dude. And they're like, look, this guy's losing blood. He doesn't have much time. And the guy is like standing for him. He's like, you know, no one can leave the bus. They know exactly where this bus is. You can just you can just put someone else on the bus, like drop in a <laughs> what, surgeon. Like drop a surgeon onto the bus? Drop in a, a couple of trauma surgeons. You might need a nurse or two. Handle the situation. <laughs> Who would volunteer to do that? But then lots, he just gets lots of hot shots. Lots of hot shots. No. Everyone would have been watching this unfolding on the news. There would have been surgeons who were like, I heard someone was shot. Can I help? I Not to get on that. a bus traveling at 50 miles per hour. They went to medical school so that way they don't have to do this kind of stuff. Get a military doctor then. Maybe. What are they doing? Sitting around in San Diego twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> I want to circle back to something you said, though, because I you, you said um, that Keanu Reeves didn't think on his feet and didn't defuse that situation. And I disagree because he had the guy starting to put his gun down he's like hey look we're just cool two cool dudes i'm not even a cop right now i don't care what you did i'm putting my gun away and the guy started to calm down and it was the construction worker guy that tackled the guy with the gun and that's what caused him to get shot but throughout the movie he was improvised he actually convinced dennis hopper to let them get the driver off the bus he let um he convinced dennis hopper to let him get off the bus so that way he could talk with his bosses to help them get the money when in reality he was trying to find a way to get under the bus so Keanu Reeves actually was able to manipulate Dennis Hopper quite a bit he was able to once they got everybody off the bus later on and we'll get to but, that but 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 you know why he was able to do that because thematically their characters are the same right so Hopper's character and uh, Reeves's character are like the same guy and they're that's t- why they're, they're the opposite sides of a coin mm-hmm. yeah but so I same- don't know if that's necessarily think on your feet well, no, but he's also or able if it's to, that recognizing He's able to handle that, that whole bus. Like, he gets everybody to, like, buy in and listen to him. He gets Annie to, like, completely, like, listen to him. He gets all the other cops. Like, his boss is, like, letting him control the situation. He's the one who figures out that they're being watched through a camera. He's the one that is able to figure out that um, because of the Wildcat statement, he's the one that's able to figure out how to get off the bus after they accidentally broke the bridge that they were using to get between the two vehicles. He was going to get killed and he was able to get back on he thought on his feet like crazy he was able to he was the one who figured out that it's a different the guy it's already a different got kind of money. smarts though it's a different kind of smarts like daniels's character is uh a, like a book smart kind of dude right and that got him killed i think his gung-ho-ness to like save his friend 
is what got him killed. Not necessarily uh, like a lack of experience in the field. Their well, no, romance but- made them lose control. And like they lost control of the situations because yeah. of that. Classic bromance. No, but Jeff right. Daniels wanted so, to like, get the guy. He didn't need to be the one who went and caught him. He should have been still staying where he was and talking uh, Keanu Reeves there. But he got cocky. He thought he understood the guy and he didn't. And the whole movie, every time there would be something going on, they're like, no, 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 no. That's not him. He's never late. He did that. Je- um, Keanu Reeves is also the one who figured out that Dennis Hopper was in the building at the beginning of the movie. Jeff Daniels was like, no, he would have blown that up remotely. He goes, no, he'd want to be nearby. He's probably in the freight elevator. He was the one who figured out that, you know, he was going after him. He was the one who figured out about the camera. He was the one who realized that he didn't know that the bus had already blown up. He was the one who figured out that the reason he picked that garbage yeah, but can again, is he had the garbage not... can ready to blow up so he can get the money from the subway. Keanu Reeves is the only one who understood that character. He was the only one who was because able they're to... the same. That's but he's why. not the same because I mean... he's not he, that smart. He's the he he's able to figure out what people are thinking. He's a people person. He was able to get everyone on that bus to like him. He has he, no idea what Sandra Bullock person. is thinking through this entire movie. <laughs> what was that? He has no idea what Sandra Bullock is thinking through this entire movie. Yeah, he, he can he's read, able to get her to he like, can calm read, down. He can, she's pretty calm the whole damn time. She's no, pretty she's calm for somebody in times. that situation. I was a little disappointed in her character, honestly. Um, she's very uh, one-dimensional. Yeah, there was like zero character development for her. Yeah, she's that's totally true. in an action movie. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Like, I remember her being... A bigger part of this film than she actually was. She no, was kind of really anything. She was almost in the 90s, on par though. with like everyone else. On this that is bus. what this is one of the first films that she did that was like, a, like a fame making engine. Got it. Yeah, this is definitely really early in her uh, career. I think um, it, it, it's just interesting how much of the advertising she made it into, and I think that that a lot of that happened later. Hmm. But I also I think, think that's. Back in the day, every movie had to have that love interest, and that's kind of a just thing that we're interrupted, just... Natalie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're right. They do have to have the love interest, and that's still true now. I mean, they work random love interests into almost every action movie, right? Um, so it's not that it's unexpected; it's just a little bit. Eh, it's a little boring, it's and there's a little more that she could do. I mean. The uh, the idea is obviously to give Jack a reason to really care about the people in the bus because he's a little bit sociopathic. I mean, he's a little no, bit dedicated to... Yes, he's super dedicated to his job, and that's great. He totally loses it when his buddy gets killed. And it's that's, like, you know, so you've been trained to handle this situation. that's the sociopathic tendencies. He cares about people. He got Yeah, but then he stops stop caring about everyone else on the bus. No. no yeah, he's, he's, he's just, He totally gives up at that point. He's like, we're all going to die. He didn't say that. He did. He does. That's a line in the movie. <laughs> no. He says, we're he gonna die. He over Sandra Bullock and like whispers in her ear, we're all so gonna once die. Again, that shows that he's not sociopathic. First of all, I he didn't say that up. he was all, like all the way sociopathic, but he is, he does have like a disconnect from the people that he saves throughout the movie. And that's like, I mean, that makes sense. It seems like it would be required for that kind of job. You can't, like, be emotionally invested in every person you try to save because some of them are going to die. Okay, so maybe he's not sociopathic, but whoever was in charge of, like, informing public works or anyone at the airport or anyone in the metro that any of these things were happening did not do their job. Did not tell anyone there's a runaway bus. Right, so the bus, the bus... (laughs) Ends up at the airport because he is being smart. He knows that it's controlled airspace. You can't have choppers just flying over the airport. So Once he takes again, the bus to the airport. Feet. He takes the bus to the airport so that they can blow up a plane, basically. Th- thinking on his feet. Production value. <laughs> um, you'd think, you'd think, because everyone in the city of Los Angeles is watching this on TV, that at some point they would have cleared the runway. They would have been like, you know, we're going to ground all flights out of LAX. Well, no, they weren't actually for on a the, hot minute. They weren't on the tarmac for very long. I mean, so they, this they whole, were going the, towards it. They had to know they were going towards it. As soon as that happened, like, and you as stop soon as the he gets on moving. it, yeah, you stop. This was pre 9 11, okay? <laughs> Everything was just all willy nilly. Well, so the thing is, you got to realize, and, and Natalie pointed this out while we were watching the movie, but it hasn't really come up in the podcast so far. Is this movie almost takes place in real time once they 
get to the bus. So kind when he does, finds yeah. out about yeah. the bus, his, the clock says eight or his watch says eight oh five, and it says you have until eleven a.m. to get me the money. So they go through the initial chases. Then they go to the the freeway that's under construction, and they're on that for quite a while until they run out of freeway. And then they get onto the tarmac, and they're only circling for something like a half an hour before he starts. He they realize they're running out of gas, and they say we only have ten minutes until we run out of gas. Can so we talk about like- that bus jumping the gap on the freeway? <laughs> that's my, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. My favorite part. Um, it's really insane. It's it's bad. Like you can see how the front of the bus jacks up before it launches over, but it's going so slow that like yeah, the bus maxed out at seventy no miles way. per hour. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And that thing is heavy. This is not well, a newfangled bus. This maybe is like a what they bus did made out of iron. Is they had half the people in the back of the bus, half the people in the front of the bus, and they kind of jumped and leaned to make it like a skateboard, like an ollie. <laughs> They seesawed the bus. That's definitely what they did. Yeah. I don't think it would have gone down that way. Um, And and you know what's interesting? Because, like, the Northridge quake was pretty fresh in people's minds. And, like, we saw what happens when you drive a car off the edge of a downed freeway. Everybody does. Right. Well, the thing that didn't make sense about that, and so initially that wasn't in the script. The director of the movie actually saw that segment of the freeway and thought, oh, this would be really cool. And then they wrote it into the movie. But the thing is, when they find out about the the gap in the freeway, they know about it three and a half miles ahead of time. There were no exits on that freeway for three and a half miles. (laughs) There's no part of the freeway in Los Angeles that you go three and a half miles without an exit. Or there's no part where they could like find a break in the median and just do like a a wide U-turn. Well, no, there wasn't enough time to do that because... They, they would slow down to below 50 miles an hour to do that. But there's no way that there wasn't an exit where they could go loop back around. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little silly. Yeah, it's a little bit. You, I mean, and also, I, how do you not know that the freeway is unfinished? Well, and I feel like right. they would have been able to, with how much time had elapsed at this point, they would have been able to start clearing people off their freeways and sort of like make a racetrack of freeways. That's what like, I would have done. Make a circuit, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you've shut right. down. There would still be some jackass who cruises through because, like, it happens all the time on film sets. We've shut down the entire intersection. They're like, I got to get my minivan through. Right. Um, people are crazy. Well, But that would have worked a lot better. Well, and I this think. is my point it's saying a- that Jack is once again smarter than everybody else, even though he's not getting credit for it. They have a whole team of other people in helicopters, in buses. They've got, like, the police captain saying, like, hey, we're going to find a place for you to drive. And he just sees an exit sign that says LAX. And he's the one that comes up with the tarmac idea. Like, Jack is tight, and I don't care what you guys say. I love Jack. I love him very much. But other people's incompetence is not an indicator of his intelligence. So LAX (laughs) would have been a great racetrack for this bus. They should have been hidden there from the beginning. That's the that's the that's first. my so you point. Is, but okay, you know, so as soon as they're approaching LAX, they should have just cleared all the planes and let them go in a little circle until yeah. they sorted it out. But it's they like, were only there for going like 15 circle. minutes. There are no choppers watching them, so that's. St- I mean, that's, that's still that's a chunk of time, my dude. Yeah, mm. but this is 1990. They don't have the internet. Not everybody has cell phones. They're actively on the phone. They have with CB the radios. The airport, though, we're talking <laughs> no, about air traffic control. Possible, but still, like, it would take logistically more than 10 to 15 minutes to clear the air. Like, it's very possible that that airplane that was that got blown up is they were trying to get it out of the way and they didn't expect the 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 bus to go there because the bus wasn't originally supposed to be going over there. What ended up happening is they tied off the the bus so they can just jump off that plane. The the bus was never supposed to be in that area. Hang on, I think there's a little bit of misplaced blame here. Uh, why didn't they just aim it somewhere else? They they were, but the rope <laughs> came untied. Yeah, because they had Sandra Bullock, a woman who has no experience with really anything in this movie, <laughs> tie a knot that's supposed to hold. So there a we bus. have it. Women can't tie knots. You guys said it, not me. Jeez. Sandra Bullock can't tie knots. Um, so I was, you know, my mind completely blanked on how they get from there to the metro. This is what happens. So <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Natalie's going to do the summary. This is what happens. Uh, they escape the bus on the hatch on the bottom of the bus. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rising music and some making out. Then they agree to give Hopper the money because... As Jack points out, he doesn't know that the bus has exploded. Because right. he's the smartest person in the movie. 
because he is the most closely related to his foil, which is Dennis Hopper's character. But once again, he's the only one who thought of it. Stop talking. Because they are, (laughs) because they're foils. They're the opposites of each other. They're on the same wavelength. At any rate. Um, So Hopper wants the money in this trash, uh, public trash bin in Pershing Square, which is under construction in the film and under construction currently right now in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) And they all, the whole SWAT team goes, it's all drama. And they drop the money into the thing. And oh my God, what's happening? They're all watching the trash can and nothing happens. And then Jack is like, no, he's not going to be late. Turn on and the they tracker. Turn, they turn on the tracker and the bag of money is moving. So Jack sprints across Los Angeles traffic. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Kicks over the garbage can and discovers that there is a hole in the ground leading to the underground tunnels. Smartest um, man in the movie. I got, I got. And that he part. drops down in the hole and does not recognize. Does the not recognize the woman he was in. making out with fifteen minutes earlier, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and she has a bomb strapped to her chest, and she is carrying the money to Hopper, and that's how they end up in the subway, Pershing Square, Red Line. Got it. Um, <laughs> thank can you. Go, can we go back so, like ten wait, minutes? Hang on, really quickly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's go back. So there's a point where he. Just before they start getting everybody off the the bus, and he realizes that you know the camera, there's a camera on the bus, and they need to loop it. Well, he gets mm-hmm. off the bus and ends up like getting on this like, I I don't know where this really called, but like some sort of cart that goes under the the bus, right? Right. And this is going to be where, the one time I agree with you that he did something stupid. So he Which gets is under the, the, the gas tank. He he punctures the gas tank because. Uh, the, the line that he's on snaps and he's about to get pulled under the wheel. So he like jumps off his little cart, uses like a screwdriver to like hold on to the bottom of the bus and he hits the gas tank. The entire movie, he's chewing gum. And we know from the Rocketeer that you right. can plug a, any kind of fuel tank with gum. You can. Movie facts. Why did it's he not science. use his gum to, to puncture, you know, fill that hole? I don't know. If it's good enough for the Rocketeer, it's good enough for Keanu. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's nicotine gum, and he's just so stressed out. This <laughs> was like 1994. They didn't have nicotine gum back <laughs> they then. Definitely they definitely had nicotine gum. I think they had nicotine they gum. must have had nicotine gum. I feel like that came out later in the 90s. I'm um, it. Anyway, so they're on this. Oh, they're on the red line, and uh, someone ends up shooting the the train driver. At no point until like <laughs> 10 minutes later are they at all concerned about the fact that they are on an unmanned train that is heading who knows where. Like, do they not realize the trains don't just automatically go? Like, people actually drive them. You kind of need the driver. You can at least well, need like a, a, a live body in there. Um, so, of course, they they save the day. They get out of that sticky situation. They kind of look at each other and then over the radio... They realize, oh no, the track isn't finished. And this is my this is my problem with the bus jumping the freeway bit earlier, is that it's essentially the exact same thing that happens with the train <laughs> in the hey, end. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> um also I love that the metro has just perpetually been under construction, although it goes well, something goes to Santa Monica now. Is it the same thing? It's the expo line. It's not no, the red line. It's, it's not blue. even connected. It's well, well, it's connected at Union Station. There you go. At least it goes to Santa Monica now. So they didn't even need to take that bus from Santa Monica in the first place. If they had just fixed the metro from the beginning, none of this would have happened. No, well, the no, expo he still would have put new. the bomb on that bus. Those just the characters who elected to take the the metro instead of the bus would have been on there. But somebody would still take the bus. <laughs> I want to pause to say that nicotine gum was invented in the 1970s. Yeah, 1967. Yeah, I was looking at it too. Wow. Um, So they have this this moment of horrible realization that she is handcuffed to this pole inside the metro car. Kinky. And it's going to crash. And he doesn't have the key. Like, you break a bitch's thumb, all right? <laughs> Whoa, you break her why thumbs. are you throwing out that B word? We don't swear you know on this what? podcast. Those poles, those poles, you know how they put those poles in? Phillips they put those poles in with a little bracket at the top and a little bracket at the bottom, and they screw in with a screwdriver. If he hadn't been an idiot and wasted his screwdriver in that gas tank, he would have been able to solve that he situation. He would have died if he didn't do that. 
he could have done something Listen, else. I, you know, I love Jack. I appreciate him. <laughs> he could have sacrificed himself for the greater good. The greater good. But then they wanted to got he's he figured out the camera thing after that. He wanted nobody would have survived <laughs> if he didn't do that. Well, um, he wouldn't know. He didn't know that at the time that he chose. To he did it, but tank. then he figured it out. But I like that his solution was to make the 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 car go faster, so that it would derail on the turn, like the as if as train bus. derailments yeah. don't kill hundreds of people every year. <laughs> no it's, big deal. I mean, speeding up the thing to jump the tracks or jump the gap on the freeway is like Jack's default. So, like the solution was to derail the train because there was a curve coming up. But somehow we get to the end of it, and instead of a curve stopping the train, there's like a ramp. That takes the train all the way out to the surface. To Hollywood and, and Highland. Launches it out at Hollywood and Highland. And it skids to a stop. And some guy driving like his tourist van is like, oh, man, I can't believe they hit my van. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, they have all these little bits of dialogue in this film from, to- like, basically background characters. The background that I find characters are dialogue is we really are. incredible in this movie. So the movie it's ends really like that's literally like right after they like pop out of the subway. It just and like Jack says, literally just pop out of the ground like mole people. It's <laughs> right. so weird. They're it's making like the end out of Incredibles. Yeah. The Incredibles stole from this movie. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Uh, but Every, yeah, Jack. Everything did. Twenty four uh, real time. Right. <laughs> so Jack says i have to warn you i've heard relationships based on intense experiences never work out and annie says okay we'll have to base it on sex then and then jack says whatever you say ma'am and then it's like roll credits yeah you get yours girl that's like i like that she's being realistic though i love that they you know they recognize that this love story is completely unnecessary and inconsequential and she's like no i'm just horny right now (laughs) well that's a callback to something she said at the beginning of the movie or like right when they get off the bus she says you're not going to get mushy on me, are you? And he says, yeah, I might. And she goes, and then she says, relationships based off of tense experiences never work out. So it's a callback to that scene. But, you know, some of the other, we didn't even touch on uh, Natalie's favorite part of the entire movie. (laughs) My absolute favorite part is when uh, Jack is looking underneath the bus to see the bomb. Mm -hmm. And he has a relay uh, on the phone which, by the way, these cell phones are the size of bricks. <laughs> um, he has a, re- a, a relay with a passenger to talk to yeah, his it's Cameron boss. Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> right. Yes. And he's looking and relaying information, and the guy is saying everything, and then he sees how bad the bomb is. And he says, F me. And <laughs> the guy says, Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> It's my favorite. I think that's like my favorite thing in any action movie. No, that was, was pretty this rated funny. R? Yes. It said I, yeah, the F word like 20 times in the movie. Did yeah, it? Says it a lot. Oh, okay. And it has a beheading in the end of the movie. It does. The, it no, does. they show it. They straight up they show, show it. They show it, yeah. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. I I mean, yep. that is also, that's a contender for favorite part two. That I'm, <laughs> I'm taller. Like, I'm satisfying. smarter than you. Because Dennis like, Hopper's acting was not good in this film. Dennis Hopper's never been a good actor, though. It, this was a great character. It could have been amazing, and he was not good. He was bad. It would have been I, amazing I like if him. it was uh, Jeremy uh, Iron. Oh, <laughs> it would have been. I love Jeremy Irons. I wouldn't believe that Jeremy Irons was just after money, though. Every time what he's ta- a bad guy. That's exactly what he did in Die Hard with a Vengeance. What are you talking about? Is it about? really about the money? I think it's yes, about the power. Yes, that's exactly what it was. No, it's about the power. No, it was always something it was else happening about the money. with Jeremy Irons. He set it's it up like it was. always about the power. No, he set it up like it was revenge for his brother, but it was really just to rob the bank. It was the same thing. That was the whole point with the um, the brothers in the Die Hard, the two of the three Die Hard movies, is they set up this whole thing to make it look like it's about power so people would like you'd be hoodwinked and not realize what they were really just going after money. Like, it was really that simple that Simon was going after money. Ugh. Anyway, um, yeah, Dennis Hopper sucked. <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> he was not good. He was ridiculous. There's a level of camp in this movie, and I really like it. Yeah. This movie's I, rad. I some camp. They gotta lean into it, and they did. It's a good movie. Which I think They literally great. leaned really into it movie. when the bus was gonna flip. <laughs> All yep, right. they stopped that bus from flipping. So, Mike, did this ruin your childhood? I it ruined my adulthood because 
I should have had this on a more constant rotation. I have not watched this movie nearly enough in my lifetime. And Natalie's just over here being all validated. Yeah, it's a great movie. I <laughs> am going, this is going to be on my rotation. So the movies that I feel like I have to watch every year, at least Twister. once. I love Back Twister. to the Future, Point Break, yeah. Dread, and um, I think this is going to have to get put on here. And I'll then of give course, you Point Break. This... I think we should have a yearly trio. Point Break, Twister, and Speed. I could go without Speed. And then or not Die Speed. Hard I could go is a Christmas Twister. movie. Yeah, I watch Die Hard every I Christmas I love too. Twister. It's all right. Mouth. It's good. I could go. I I don't think it's an we every year movie. We have cows. Um, all right. So <laughs> what are we covering next time? So today, unfortunately, we got some unfortunate news that uh, Luke Perry passed away. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he a... suffered from a stroke on Friday or Saturday. And uh, he unfortunately didn't make it. Unfortunately. And... <laughs> you said unfortunately like 10 times, Mike. It is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. What am I supposed to say? Another adjective. Sadly, <laughs> grab the thesaurus. Let's tragically, tragically, yeah, he was young. It is tragic. He was yeah, 52? he was only fifty-two. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah, he's really young. Yeah, really sad. it's very sad. And you know, he was he was kind of having a comeback. But... Was on our list to cover eventually. So, in his honor, we will be covering Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> Natalie, where can our listeners find you? Uh, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> my my Instagram is at Natalie underscore Raymond. Um, my Twitter is at Natalie Raymond, no underscore, because some bitch on Instagram took my <laughs> handle. <laughs> and I also have a website full of depressing poetry. No, it's great. You've um, got your, your weird short films. I'll make you sure got... to put links. On... You just had a, you had a short film drop. The other day, I did. Oh. Yeah, nice. It's also depressing. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme. It's great. Um, Mike, where can we find you? Uh, you can just check out everything that's MDX Pods related at mdxpods.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at MDX Pods. Uh, we recently kind of updated the Instagram. We're doing a lot more daily stuff, so check us out there. We also, I, I kind of set up a super link in the instagram profile where it actually has a breakdown of remake rewind and ruin my childhood with links to every platform that we're on so check out that instagram that's is... actually the easiest place to get all of our updates and i'm all over the internet at katrinaosity check out my youtube channel and we will i guess be back with some beverly hills 90210 thanks for listening thanks for listening bye Nothing from Natalie. <laughs> I don't thank you. <laughs> She's too depressed.